A couple of the easiest ways to fail at running your business are trying to run your business without determining your priorities or most um, urgent problems to address and trying to manage too many priorities or trying to solve too many problems at once. So how can you pick the three to five priorities that are most important for you in your business? Stay tuned to find out. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. I have bad news for you. You and I are only human. That means we have a finite number of things that we can do successfully at any given moment. Therefore, we can only focus on a limited number of priorities. If we exceed that number of things we're trying to manage, our effectiveness at each one diminishes, sometimes pretty significantly. So think about this. If you have three to five goals are the most important thing for your company to thrive, and each goal has three to five measurable objectives to reach the goal, that means you've got between nine and 25 objectives to manage. I would say that's quite a handful. I would say that for most people, that's a that's a pretty you know that's a that's a lot. That's a that's a that's a definite load. And trying to do more than that would would really be difficult for for most folks I know. And you know, allowing yourself the time and energy and things like that to take care of the day to day emergencies that come up and fires you got to put out and all that kind of stuff. So nine to twenty five objectives I would say is a pretty good handful. Any more than that, I would say you're definitely at risk of affecting your ability to successfully manage each one of the 9 to 25. And that's with only three to five priorities. That's with only three to five guiding goals that that we're really focusing on uh, at any given time in our business. So I just think that that's a reasonable number for us to, to stick with. I also think that if you have too many priorities, too many goals, too many problems you're trying to solve, good luck. You know, if you have a team of people, you know, if you have five or 10 or 40 or 50, the larger, the, the more difficult it gets. If you have, four, you know, eight, 10, 12 different priorities and goals at any given time, I just think you greatly reduce the, the likelihood you're going to reach any of those things if it's a, a large number. I really think three to five is kind of the, the max. You know, there's an old saying that um, when everything is a priority, nothing is really a priority. And I really think that's true. I really think there's a lot to that. You just can't operate under the pretense that everything is an emergency. You're going to have 12 different things that are going to guide how you operate. You just don't have the time to train that. Your your team and yourself sometimes don't have the bandwidth to process that and keep track of all that stuff. You really got to boil it down to three to five, I would say. So what I think is critical is to identify the goals that will give you and your business the most bang for your investment buck. Now, when I talk about investment, I don't just mean money. It could be money, but it could also be time. I mean, you, know, you only have so many hours of training per week or per month or per year, however you do your training, that you can commit. 
So you've really got to boil this down to what are the what are the what's the low hanging fruit? What's the best ROI? Like whatever your approach is to that, you know what's what's the best um, return on your investment? Really, is what it comes down to. You know the best bang for your investment buck. So again, a lot of times we're talking time. You know the time you have to train people and to communicate ideas and strategies and and technical information and safety information and legal information. You're really limited. So how do you pick? The, the goals that are going to give you the most bang and you, you and, and your business, the most bang for your investment buck. And again, I don't, when I say investment, I really mean time a lot of times more than money. Of course, there's money involved and there's other energy and things like that. But, but time is really what the, the critical thing is for most businesses. So here's how I kind of look at how we figure out what our priorities should be for each business. So in my in my world, there's five stages to a business. Stage one is basically startup until you have a handful of employees. And stage five is when you're looking to either uh, sell the business, hire a permanent uh, general manager or something like that to run the business, or you're going to have a succession plan where you're going to turn the business over to somebody else. Maybe it's family, maybe it's not. Um, there's only like four different scenarios really that that kind of play out towards the end. You either sell or you know something like that, or you hire a manager to run it until you're ready to sell or leave it to your family or however that works. So that's stage five. So stage one is kind of start up through having a handful of employees or a couple of employees. Um, stage five is kind of the end. So in my world, that's kind of the, the stages I've developed. Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit how you can find the information for that if, you, if you're interested, if you're looking for help in determining where your business is. But I kind of look at this like you're driving a car. When you're driving a car, you're looking five to 10 seconds ahead. I think when I was in driver's ed a million years ago, they taught eight seconds was the magic number. I don't know what it is now. It's probably somewhere between five and 10 seconds. You're looking ahead. But the distance you're looking ahead is determined by your speed. So for example, five to 10 seconds looking ahead on a 25-mile-an-hour residential street is probably a half a block to a block, I'm guessing. A main thoroughway in a residential area you know, like a 35-mile-an-hour arterial, you're probably looking a tenth of a mile or so ahead. A main road, you know, a 50-mile-an-hour main road, but not a freeway, you're probably looking, you know, two and a half football fields ahead, something like that, I'm guessing. And on a freeway, if you're doing 70 miles an hour, you're probably looking a half a mile to a mile ahead. Each stage, each one of those things is a different kind of stage of driving. When you're, when you're, when you're uh, going a slower pace, you're, you're looking at shorter distance. Even though you're looking the same time frame ahead, you're looking shorter distance ahead. And that's kind of how it is with the business. As a business, you know, when a business starts, you're looking very short term. You know, what, what's happening this month? You know, are we going to make payroll this month? That's, that's how it is when you first start. Am I going to make enough money to pay the bills this month? And maybe I'll look a few months ahead. Later on in stage two, you might be looking at this year and next year. You know, stage three, you might be looking three to five years out. Uh, stage four, you might be looking seven to ten years out. Stage five, you're looking even further out. That's kind of how, and that those numbers aren't exact. Uh, you and again, I'll show you how to how you can find the information, but that's kind of how I look at this. As the business grows, you're looking the same time ahead, but you're looking a different distance ahead. And another way I look at this is kind of like a a boat analogy. So you have extremes on boats. From you know, I'm talking like motor boats here. You've got your open bow. Uh, ski boat, you know, versus a cruise ship. Well, if you compare the two on turning space and turning distance and turning uh, time, 
it's not even close. The, the ski boat is, is going to turn quickly, uh, faster, much shorter distance than a cruise ship. But if you're measuring comfort and longevity, well, then the ski boat doesn't hold a candle. The cruise ship has got it in the bag. You know, it, you, I would much rather spend two weeks on a cruise ship, ship than, than two weeks on a ski boat. There's no question. The advantage for the open bow boat is being nimble. The advantage for the cruise ship is comfort and distance. And there's tons of different kinds of boats in between those extremes. You got cabin cruisers or catamarans. They're less nimble, but they're still not as comfortable as a cruise ship. And you've got yachts, which are, again, you know, depending on if you've got a, uh, you know, $200,000 yacht or a $70 million yacht, you know, it might be better than the cruise ship. And it's not going to turn as fast as a speedboat. So we kind of have to look at our businesses as, you know, when we're new and we're the business is young, we're very nimble. We can, we can adjust, we can turn on a dime, we can make quick adjustments. That's our advantage. What's not our advantage is longevity and comfort and safety. We don't have that built-in comfort. We haven't developed that yet. So it's not comfortable for many years. Uh, we haven't, won't have a reputation of, of being around. We don't have uh, uh, proven success. There's, there's a lot of things in the beginning that give business owners anxiety that they just don't have to worry about seven years later, 10 years later, 15 years later. There, there's just different you know, strengths and weaknesses for each one. So because each one has the strengths and weaknesses, that's what the, if you're talking about boats, that's what the pilot has to be mindful of as they're navigating through the water. Is my strength being nimble or is my strength stability? And that's the kind of same thing I'm talking about with a business. Businesses at different stages have different priorities based upon how far out the business owner is looking. As your business grows, you delegate the oversight first, of course, of immediate needs, like getting a specific job done or getting a specific task done. Those are things you delegate. They're quick. You don't have to worry about it. You're looking further down the road. You delegate those things to somebody who can take care of it right now. Then later on, as the business continues to grow, you begin delegating medium-term tasks like maybe scheduling or maybe HR or maybe accounting, maybe technical training. Who knows? There's tons of stuff you can you will delegate as your business grows. Eventually, you'll delegate even longer-term tasks and now even some decision-making to your leadership team. And if you grow the company big enough, you'll delegate the major part of the decision-making. Like, uh, who's the Twitter guy? Um, whatever. He just stepped down. He delegated the entire future of the company to somebody else. Um, that's that's kind of how this goes. If you build a company big enough, Google did the same thing. The two guys that started Google, they de- they, they completely stepped away. They, the entire future of the company has been delegated to somebody else now. Um, that's just the progression. That's how it goes. The reason for that is we can only, individually, we can only take on so many things at one time. We have to delegate some of these things so we can continue focusing on the things the business owner should be focused on and not keep, you know, struggling with the minutia of is a specific job going to get done? Is a scheduling happening? Is training happening? You know, those kinds of things, we have to have help doing those kinds of things. So the point is we can only handle so many things at one time. Uh, We have to keep control of the longer term needs. We have to be the pilot of the ship looking the furthest out and we can delegate the shorter term needs and immediate needs to somebody on our team. So we got to make sure the things we are focused on as a business owner are the right things based on the needs of the business. So how do you do that? So step one is figuring out what stage your business is in. If you have a reliable, trustworthy way of doing that, great. If you if you don't and you would like some help, um, I can get you the link to the service industry success path that I've developed is serviceindustrysuccesspath.com. That's it. It'll take you right to a place where you can download the PDF. You'll have to give me your email address, but 
I don't I, I don't think I've emailed anybody in months. The most I will ever email is once a week. So I'm not I'm not a spammy guy. I don't really enjoy that kind of thing. Serviceindustrysuccesspath.com is where you can find it. It breaks down the five stages into milestones and action items and how far ahead you're looking, like what your priorities are. It, it breaks it all down in a way that I think is very easy to understand. So, but again, if you don't want to use that one, that's fine. Just you got to figure out what stage your business is in. That is first and foremost. So you can go on to the next step. Next step then is dividing, deciding what time frame your priority prior excuse me, primary goals are going to be based upon. In the beginning, your primary goals are going to be based, again, on this month, maybe next month, maybe later this quarter. And as the company grows, you have to look further out in advance. You, ha- you need more distance to turn, just like the cruise ship. You got ha- to be thinking, further, thinking ahead and looking ahead further because you need more time to adjust and adapt. That's just the way it works. So you got to figure out the company based on where it's at today, what time frame are my primary goals that I'm going to focus on and the business is going to focus on, what time frame are those going to be based upon? Then step three is determining your three to five goals will drive your business and which you are going to stay focused on. So let's talk about that for a minute. One of the things that we have to deal with is staying focused on priorities that we have established and goals we've established and growth for the company and and again, taking care of the needs of the company based on the company's size and where the company is today. And managing all the things that get thrown at, thrown at us throughout the week or the month or year, you know, if you look at how many times somebody walks into your office or calls you on the phone or whatever your, your situation is uh, physically, like where you're located and they're like, Hey, we got a problem. You know, how many times you deal with that a week or a month or a day or whatever it is, those things are going to happen. And what, what I see, which is way easier to see from outside the company than inside the company is people get spun out on those things or they become hyper-focused on those things. Those fires that come up, those emergencies that come up, trump the goals that the, that the business owner has established or they haven't established any goals. And so the, the goal is always taking care of the problem that was thrown at us last week. And the problem with that is we don't ever get any consistency. We don't ever get a chance to teach our people, here are the things that really matter, no matter what. Yes, we're going to deal with things as they come up, but we also got to always go back to these three to five things that these are our priorities right now. And, you know, you might change this once a year. You might change it every two years, every three years. You might change it whenever you figure out you've, you've grown from one stage of your business to the next. Whatever it is for you is fine. But what I'm, my point is, again, this is easy, way easier to see from outside than it is for inside. I, I, I get that. I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody for not being able to adapt to this or overcome this because it's hard. It's really hard when you got customer complaints being thrown at you and you got employee issues being thrown at you and you got, Employees calling in sick and, and all that nonsense with COVID and the rules and and you know it's like life is different than it was a couple of years ago, and dealing with all that, it's really hard. You when you got all these things being thrown at you, that's this is why businesses fail more than they are successful because it's hard. You got to balance all this stuff. So this is what I'm talking about when we talk. You know, the three to five goals that are going to drive our business, no matter what. Now, if we decide we're going to change those three to five goals and from henceforth until we change them again, then we can make those changes. That's fine. What I'm saying, though, or recommending is we not abandon our three to five priorities when emergencies and fires come up and then just have an expectation that people still keep the three to five priorities. That's not how human nature works. We have to stay true to what our goals are that we've established and taught and developed and all that kind of stuff. So step three is determining 
What are those three to five goals that our company is going to focus on right now? Again, I'm a believer. If you have more than five, every everyone you have more than five is just you're going to diminish the over, you know, the impact that each one can have, or or the value each one can have, or the effectiveness that each one can have, whatever whatever frame uh, term you want to use for that. If you have twelve goals in a year, I just don't think that's realistic to to hit those. If you have nine, I don't think that's realistic. Seven, I don't think it, I, I think really, th- I really think three to five is the most any company can take on and really be dedicated to at any one time. So that's step three, determining those three to five goals. Step four is developing the objectives to meet the goals. Now, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The objectives are what we hold our team accountable to, not the goals themselves. So, for instance, if your goal is, you know, we want to improve customer retention. It's just, you know, it's a pretty common one or, or revenue growth, whatever. We don't hold our employees accountable to customer retention. We hold them accountable to the objectives we've developed, which will lead to customer retention. You know, whether that's better communication and you identify specifically when we say better communication, here's the things we mean. Here's a, here's the handful of things we mean when we say better communication. If it's, um, you know, explaining the process better, you know, more transparency or, or uh, quicker turnaround or you know whatever it is the objectives that we develop are what we hold the team accountable to not the overarching goal and step five then is to teach the goal develop the objectives develop the kpis and create a process to implement and monitor progress for each one of these things so that's what i'm saying if you have three to five of these goals and you go through the process of doing all these other things that is a lot that that's that's a lot of work in a year for any one person or even a leadership team to take on. That is a massive amount of things to get done and have and hope to have a reasonable amount of success. Um, before I move on, I want to take just a quick moment and tell you again about the book that I released. Uh, sales have been great, by the way. Uh, thank you for that. And I've gotten a number of messages from people saying, hey, I read the book and I liked it so much I bought two or three more as gifts for, for friends. Um, I think that's fantastic, obviously. Thank you very much for that. Uh, again, you can go to sisthebook.com to find that. Um, it's really helpful for people who want to have specific, uh, applicable strategies for managing your team of people. The book is not about business overall. The book is specifically about managing people. And there's tons of stuff in there I learned from very good mentors. And uh, I'm really glad to hear the people who have read it now. It's been a few weeks that it's been out. People have read it. And uh, the feedback I'm getting is good. Obviously, I wouldn't probably hear a lot of feedback yet. I'm not, uh, I don't have a big enough audience yet to to hear a lot of negative feedback, but I was really excited to hear from the folks that said, hey, I read it, I'm going to buy a few more and I'm giving away for, as gifts for friends. So thank you very much for that. Back to our topic. The first thing we got to do is figure out which stage our business is in. Again, if you have a reliable way of doing that, that's great, but you got to know where your business is at before you can start identifying what the priorities for your business are and which, which are the greatest problems for your business to overcome if you hadn't identified where your business is, the chance you're going to pick the right priorities and the right challenges to overcome, I would say, are, are less than if you go ahead and, and identify where your business is at. So if you have a great way of doing it on your own, that's fantastic. Um, I'm not trying to push the one I have. Mine's free. If you want it, it's great. Uh, I think it's great anyway. Serviceindustrysuccesspath.com is where you can find that. So again, remember the driving analogy. We're looking five to 10 seconds out at all time, but at depending on the speed... We're looking at different distance. So in the beginning, we're driving on slow streets, you know, residential streets. 
We're only looking a short, a short distance out. By the time you get up to the point where you can drive 70 miles an hour on the freeway, you're looking way further out. Same thing with the boats. The analogy I give you, the, uh, I discussed on the boat, like each boat has its strengths and weaknesses based upon its size. The small ones are are nimble. They can react quickly. The, the large one, like the cruise ship or the yacht, they have comfort. They have stability. They have things that the, the, the um, ski boats don't have. And that comes with time and that comes with developing processes that create that stability. So we have to figure out which is the priority for us. We have to, we're the pilot of our business. Businesses at different stages have different priorities based upon how far out the business owner is looking. As your business grows, you're going to delegate the oversight of, of short-term things. You know, in the beginning, it's tasks. Hey, I need you to take out the garbage. Hey, I need you to finish this job. I need you to make sure this is done. When you have one or two employees, that's how it goes. It's very short-term things. And as a business grows, the things you delegate get you know, medium-term and then long-term. And, and eventually, if you grow up big enough and, and you have the right management team in place, you delegate the whole thing. That is because you can only handle so many things. You have to keep control of the longer needs of the company, longer-term needs of the company, and delegate the shorter-term needs. That's just because we all recognize that we are human. There's a finite number of things we can really be effective at managing any one time. So we have to make very much sure that we are focused on the right things based on the needs of our business. And how do we do that? Step one, what is the stage of your business is in? Step two, Decide the time frame your primary primary goals for the business are going to be based upon. Again, that's included in the service industry success path thing I talked about. The time frame is already in there. Step three is determining your three to five goals will drive your business and which you are going to stay focused on even when you get the customer complaints, even when you get the fires, even when you get the wrecked vehicle, even when you get whatever challenge is thrown to you Monday morning when you walk in the door. Yes, and we're still going to focus on our three to five goals. Step four is developing the objectives to meet the goals. Again, the 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 goal is not the end top uh, the end topic. The objectives are what we teach and talk about. So step five is creating a plan to reach the goals, teach the objectives, develop the KPIs, and create processes to implement so we can we can implement those, hold people accountable, and monitor progress. So those are the five steps that I would recommend. Um, again, don't forget sisthebook.com if you want a copy of the book. Uh, Service Industry Success Path is where you can find the information for the stage of the business. That's all for this week. Um, again, this is this is easy stuff to see from the outside. It's one of those forests and trees things. This is super easy to see from the outside. It's not easy to see when you're in the thick of things. So um, this is just, you know, we're dealing with human nature here. We're trying to take on a lot of things, and we just have to remind ourselves that there's a finite number of things we can manage effectively We have to really be laser focused on the things that are going to make the most benefit for our company at this point. So thanks again for listening. Uh, If you haven't had a chance yet, please share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner of service industry, like contractors, auto repair shops, home service providers, janitorial, IT service providers, CPAs, doctors, lawyers, anybody who provides a service rather than sells products. That's who this podcast is for. If you have time and you haven't done it yet, please give us a rating review. That's how we grow podcasts is sharing, rating, reviews, all that good stuff. And um, I sure appreciate all the people who have done that so far. Thank you very much. And uh, I will see you all next week.